When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. I mentioned that story from Saint-Tropez. Uh, this is a rest. Now, Saint-Tropez is expensive. Like, it is dear. Your dinner is going to cost you thousands in Saint-Tropez. But they expect tips. And this Italian waiter ran, I'm sorry, this, this French waiter ran out of the restaurant in Saint-Tropez into the car park, running after an Italian client who had only left a tip, only left a tip of 500 euro. <laughs> and he was asked very nicely to go back inside and give another 500. This is according to the local newspaper, Nice Matin. Uh, 20% of the total amount is what they say is the standard tip in Saint-Tropez. I would have thought it was more like 10% worldwide. Um, Tourists are now expected to shell out 20% of the bill as a tip. (laughs) Given that the average dinner spend is €1,500 each in Saint-Tropez. What are they eating? What the hell are they eating? For fifteen hundred quid place. Anyway, there's the thing. What are they eating? Is it steak? And if it's steak, how are they eating it? Paul Trevo, no better boy, to start a discussion on Twitter about how do you like your steak? I would have been a, I'd have been a medium man, Paul. You'd like people to to lay off the lay off the um, the well done stuff, wouldn't you? Morning. How are you, PJ? How's things? Good. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm laughing at the, the amount of the tips there in Saint Tropez. My God, a 500 quid tip! <laughs> you, you wouldn't get to leave our restaurant, but it's because we'd be hugging you for so long if you left a 500 quid tip, not because we wanted more. <laughs> it's it's uh, a yes. long time discussion, though, Paul. How, how do you like your steak? I, I, I like mine medium, maybe slightly on the well side of medium. What I don't like is the yeah. one that a good vet could resuscitate. Do you know those ones? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, like first of all, we always say, look. You're the one who's eating it. You're the one who's paying for it. So you're the one who can have it whatever way you want. But what we always say is that, look, if you go into a doctor, you're going to ask them for advice. So people who order well-done steaks, and it's amazing over the years, like we're in Trevo's there, geez, nearly 21 years now at this stage. I always turn around to people who order a well-done steak, and I say, you know, is there any reason why you're ordering a well-done? And they always say, yeah, because I hate the sight of blood, which is a kind of a thing that people think that, you know, with your steaks, with rare, it's not actually blood. It's more the juice or the protein that comes out of it. But everyone thinks it's the blood but uh, so we always turn around to people and say look if that's the only reason why you order well done try it medium well trust us try it medium well that way there's none of that blood or juice whatever way you want to call it there's a slight pinkness in the meat very very slight pinkness in the meat but you'll have none of that red or juice coming out on the plate and if you don't like it we'll throw it back on and we'll, we'll cook it a bit more so everyone goes all right great so the next minute they try and go oh my god this steak is so tender and i said well, it's actually not that the steak is so tender is the more you cook it 
the tougher it's going to get. Mm. So that's why we always try. Now, again, a lot of this is down to the cut of meat. So this would be like a strip loin or a sirloin. So if all the listeners now put their hand behind their back and come up the muscle either side of their spine, that's pretty much the strip loin or the sirloin of steak. And the higher you go up, up to your shoulder, that's still part of the, of, of, of the same cut of meat. So the higher part near the shoulder works a bit more on the animal. Therefore, it's that little bit tougher. Now, it's still the strip loin. So if somebody orders a well-done steak, they tend to get the pieces of the steak higher end of the muscle, which are a tiny bit tougher because mm. it's going to be tough anyway when you cook a well-done. So you, by going medium well or medium or medium rare, then you're always going to get a better cut off the strip loin. So that's what we always kind of recommend to people. Mm. What, know, tried medium well. What's the most popular? Well, I would say kind of medium, if not medium rare. But again, it's, it's, it's very important as well, PJ. This all depends on the cut. So, so like, like a rack of lamb, if we have people turning around and saying, look, I, love, I want my rack of lamb rare. And I say, why do you want it rare? Say, well, I always have my steak that way. And rack of lamb is similar. It's red meat. I always tell them, go medium rare. Actually cook it a little bit more because a rare rack of lamb will actually be very, very tough as well. But if you give it that extra five, six minutes in the oven to make it medium rare, then it's a lot more tender after it's resting. So like steak, if you have a strip loin, I would say go medium, probably medium rare. That's how I'd order mine. Yeah. If I was having a fillet steak, I'd have it rare because there's literally no muscle, no fat or anything. So it's a lot more tender the rarer you cook it. Yeah. But if you're having a ribeye, that there's a little bit more fat, certainly in the, the actual eye of the fat in the middle of the steak. I always tell people, go medium. Because if you have it rare, which people say, oh, sure, I always have my sirloin rare, I always have my, my fillet rare, it's again like the rack of lamb. It's just going to be that little bit of toughness in it. So it depends on the cut of steak as well. What's the most nutritious way to cook a steak, Paul? Oh, well, I suppose you'd need, a, you'd need a food nutritionist now for that. But I mean, I, I would be thinking kind of, you know, you're, you wouldn't want to be going more than medium. It's like going more than medium. You're cooking you're the good out of it. Yeah, absolutely. You're losing a lot of the nutrients out of it. But one of the most important things in, in cooking steaks, people always ask me, I can never get a steak at home the way I get the steak in a restaurant. So, so first of all, the main reason is that is that the hob you have at home can never get to the heat that we have in a restaurant. So you're kind of broiling it, or you put a steak into the plate, in, into the pan, and it's not red, red hot to sear it. The other reason is, is that they take the meat straight out of the fridge and straight onto the pan. So if you're cooking a steak at home, let it 30 minutes, cover it in cling film, and leave it 30 minutes just to come back to room temperature. And that really? way, the meat is kind of, oh, absolutely. That way, the meat is kind of relaxed a bit, and therefore, it's going to be a little bit tender before you put it into the pan. That's and the other huge reason, yeah, the other huge reason is, is because it's very rare you cook a steak for yourself at home. You normally cook two, if not three. So you're putting two or three onto a pan that, first of all, isn't getting hot enough in the first place for one but second of all when you put two or three into it it brings the temperature way down and that's why you might turn and say this must be really bad quality meat because there seems to be water in the bottom of the pan when i cook it it's nothing to do with that you just overcrowded the pan so what i say to people is look if you really want three or four steaks and you don't have the ability to do that tell your butcher to cut it all in one piece and seal it all as a joint of beef Put it into the oven for 15 or 20 minutes and then let it rest for 20 minutes or so. And then you'll slice it like a like a sirloin of beef or something like that. You get a beautiful tender piece of steak. Anyone ever ask you lately for blue? Tell people what blue is now. But I mean, blue is practically still alive and charred on the outside. Exactly. I mean, I think the Americans would call it Pittsburgh style. So it's uh, again. So it's very much, uh, say, Swiss 
German, French would, would like, wouldn't be as popular. There's always people in Ireland who say, oh, I have my steak blue, and they think it's gorgeous because they're eating a lump of half raw meat. But it has to be, again, at room temperature. The pan has to be so, so hot, and then you're literally searing it for about a minute on each side just to get it like that nice little char on the outside. But the meat then in the inside must be kind of at room tension. That's the perfect blue steak. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay for, for uh, I certainly wouldn't have a sirloin like that, but for a fillet steak, I, I'd have no problems. I mean, I eat steak tartare, which is raw beef, which Good. is absolutely no. delicious. I hate uh, it. Yeah, but if, I, if, I gave it, but they I gave it to me once what? in France. I hate it. No, no, no. no. Really? Yeah, it's, it's probably, it's certainly an acquired taste. A lot of people turn around and go, oh my God, raw beef. But uh, I mean, I suppose they'd have, the, and they'd be the people who'd order a capaccio of beef, uh, you know, in, in, in a starter as, uh, in, a, in a restaurant. Uh, so again, it's just, it's perception. But mm. I love a good steak, steak tartare. If it's yeah. done right, it's, it's delicious. Here's one that I've read and maybe you've seen something about it. That this announcement from the food safety authority people during the week that uh, the, the first license to sell lab-grown meat will be issued shortly and they expect, people expect that by about 2026 we'll be going to a lot of restaurants ordering lab-grown meat. Will it ever be allowed inside the front door of Trevo's and Killarney? Not, not a hope in hell. Not a hope in hell. I mean, look, you're you're talking to a guy in a restaurant in Killarney who's telling you his opinion against a guy who's got a billion dollar marketing budget to tell you that lab grown meat is better for you and that we need to cull all our cattle and that we should be eating stuff that big pharma and big companies stand to make trillions out of and not the farmer down the road. No chance. I always say when I go down to a local football match or soccer match or hurling match, my local butcher is there. There's a good chance my kid is playing with his kid. There's a good chance we meet each other in a bar and have a chat and have a pint together and all that kind of stuff. So I will stand and support the small local farmer any day over some guy like a Bill Gates or somebody like that who's saying, no, 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 you, you need to eat woodery grub and cricket burgers and lab-grown pharma meat because that's much better for you. Nah, lads. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> they'll tell, you, you, they'll cow, tell you you live an awful lot longer. You won't. It'll just feel that way. Well, you see, it's amazing. They'll tell you anything if they're getting the cash off you. So that's, that's what these guys want. They just want all our cash. Paul, I'll be down the next couple of weekends. I'll pop in and say hello. I'll talk to you soon. That's uh, Paul Trevel from Trevel's Restaurant in uh, Killarney. How do you like your steak? Uh, I like mine medium to just a little bit well, depending on how thick it is. Courts 96 FM.